Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number two of the early line live right here on a Monday on SportsGrid and all across the SportsGrid network. He is Donnie Wrightside. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here bright and early to start off a new week live on this Monday. Still plenty of reaction remains around the National Football League. A wild Sunday slate. A ton of blowouts in the NFL yesterday. Setting the stage for two more games on this Monday. A second consecutive Monday night football doubleheader to end out week number three. More around college football and DRS. This is the final week of the MLB regular season. Two more series for clubs around the bigs to decide their overall outcome this year. Will they see October or will it come to an end after 162? Donnie, a big weekend series this weekend in Arlington between the Rangers and the Mariners. That Texas won, won all three against Seattle. Nine to eight in the finale yesterday over the Mariners and now DRS. Texas has won five consecutive games and the Rangers have a two and a half game lead for the top spot in the American League West Division. Incredible, man. You're talking about teams that were dead and buried, at least it felt like two, two and a half weeks ago, like the Texas Rangers. We knew the talent was there. It's like, ah, you know what? They just lost too many starting pitchers here. They're not going to be able to overcome that down the stretch. And yet their bats are waking up at the right moment where they are in full control now of the AL West, yeah. which is incredible. And also, don't even get me started on the Houston Astros, which can't handle any other business <sighs> at home or away against teams like the Royals here. They should be so far away in the playoffs. They're fighting for their lives, and they are lucky that there was a sweep by the Rangers. Otherwise, you'd be looking at today the Houston Astros not even in the playoffs right now. I can't understand yep. what actually happened. And also, sometimes you say to yourself, Ben, hey, look at it. The toughest games that they played on the road and the tough opponents that they had, now they finally ease up. They have the weakest schedule and are getting pounded by the weakest of the week Got here. It. DRS, that's the story as we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number two of three live on a Monday on the early line. He's Donnie Wrightside. I'm Ben Stevens. You're listening on Sirius XM Channel 159 and all of our other radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold. Donnie, one part of the story in the American League West that might determine the postseason fate for not one, not two, but maybe all three clubs at the top of this division is the Texas Rangers playing their best baseball. The bats waking up. A ton of long balls yesterday in Arlington in that three-game weekend sweep over the Seattle Mariners. But it's also what is happening to Houston, the defending World Series champs at home this weekend, Donnie, against the Kansas City Royals getting swept by KC, a team that has a 52-104 and 104 record, 104 losses, DRS, and three wins when we thought they would have 107 losses at the end of this weekend. The Astros have now lost nine of their last 12 games, three consecutive series defeats against the Royals twice, the A's once. The only one you can make sense of, DRS, is the Baltimore Orioles, but the Astros were booked as a favorite in all three of those games against the O's. And it was at home in Houston. The Astros now two and a half games back of the Rangers in the division. They face the Seattle Mariners this week in their second to last series before taking on the Diamondbacks, who are in contention in the National League wild card. The Astros DRS coughed up a golden opportunity to not care about this final week, having probably clinched the division against the soft part of their schedule in September.
And also take a look at the Blue Jays, 7-3 in their last 10 games, gaining ground. Now look comfortable here in that wild card race. But yep. the focus has to be on the Astros. There's no excuses here. You usually have the better pitcher on the mound, the better lineup, and the better bullpen on the night-to-night basis. And also, like, you played two series now at the Royals, one with the Athletics. You lost all of them. And as you said, even got swept at home by the Royals. And you know what I was trying to do over right. the weekend? Look, football is always the main focus, Saturday and Sunday. But every once in a while, I would check in and be like, okay, let me just scroll down the score. What? They're down two runs in the fifth inning. They'll get it together. Tune in yesterday. They actually lost that baseball. I can't even believe what I'm watching because I shouldn't even have to check the scores. It should just be, yeah, the Astros pasted the Royals here, and they haven't been doing that. I don't know where it ends here, but playing your worst baseball at the worst possible time, that's what they're doing. It's been a real Jekyll and Hyde situation, DRS, for the Seattle Mariners as well. Again, swept this weekend in Texas. Last weekend, they were swept by the Dodgers. They swept the A's in the midweek. (laughs) Seattle and Houston get no rest for the weary. They face off tonight in one of the four Major League Baseball games that we have on the Monday slate. To start a three-game set, it's the Mariners, a slight Minus 120 home money line favorite against the Astros. Luis Castillo against Justin Verlander. A battle of aces in the Pacific Northwest tonight for two teams now clinging on to their postseason hopes. The Astros a half game lead over the Mariners for that third and final American League wildcard spot because the two teams at the top DRS facing off this weekend at the Trop and the Blue Jays are playing really good baseball at the moment. They win 9-5 yesterday at Tropicana Field against Tampa Bay to take the rubber match and win the series against the Rays. The Rays firmly into that top wild card spot in the American League. The Blue Jays creating that cushion DRS, like you mentioned, for the second of three American League wild card spots. It's a really talented team. They got frontline starting pitching in a short series that you don't want to mess with here. You're just waiting for that lineup to wake up there. Vladimir Guerrero with another home run yesterday. But it is interesting today. As, look, we have a doubleheader Monday night that we're certainly going to get to. There's only four games in Major League Baseball tonight. But when you take a look at it there, San Diego, San Francisco, Texas, L.A., Houston, Seattle, Arizona, New York. Each one of those four games, playoff implications. Why? Because of the expanded playoff format. Usually you get, ah, oh, yeah. Monday night, we're not even going to pay attention. My goodness. Houston and Seattle. A massive, massive game, which I'm looking forward to at 940. I'll be up watching the Eagles close out a victory tonight, and then we'll check in on Houston and Seattle. Yeah, DRS, you mentioned it. 21-6 and for Seattle, by the way, in the month of August. In September, though, oh, it has been a struggle for the M's. I do some very quick yeah. math here. 76 and 57 at the end of August to now be 84 and 71. Not good for Seattle when they needed to be playing their best baseball. An opportunity tonight at home, though, against the Astros. So DRS, as you look at the playoff standings and the potential playoff prices Mm. in the American League. The Rays in the top spot. The Blue Jays behind them. The Astros a half-game advantage over Seattle. They play each other for three games here in the midweek. Donnie, right now, the odds for Houston and Seattle, who will claim the sixth seed in the American League. The Astros plus 110. The Mariners plus 175. In the National League wildcard standings, DRS, the Phillies firmly in the top spot. The D-backs have created that separation for the second position. The Cubs currently a game lead over the Miami Marlins, but the Marlins a slight bigger favorite to get that sixth and final National League wildcard spot than the Cubbies. Yeah, by the way, the Phillies now, winners of five straight games playing their best baseball here. Hey, by the way, Houston tonight, get the Apple Watches out, get the binoculars out, get all the devices and the trash cans you need, bring them on the plane, and win a baseball game against the Mariners. Please. We'll see if they do. Our weekend winners and losers up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Looking back on the past two days, Saturday and Sunday, our weekend winners live right here on a Monday on the early line. I am Ben Stevens. Donnie right side here, of course, as well. DRS, let's start with your winners. Who did you look back on this weekend, DRS, with a positive outlook? The only thing positive yesterday out of the game was, I mean, imagine this, cashing a ticket on the Denver Broncos in a game they lost by 50 points. I did that yesterday. 19 and a half was the team total. But the winner of the week for me, including NFL and NCAA action by far for me, was the Miami Dolphins. They are a lot of fun to watch. They did some unbelievable things. They can hit you from every single angle on that field. Starting running back, backup running back, starting wide receiver, backup wide receiver, starting quarterback, backup quarterback. I mean, it was fantastic to watch it all the way through the nfl needs this year a team in south beach bringing back the glory days of the miami dolphins under dan marino and don shula and how much fun it was here one thing i need from them get back to the throwback uniforms that were so sensational during my childhood but yesterday my biggest winner and also over the weekend it's the miami dolphins man they should have got the 73 it was a lot of fun watching that game because why offense is fun in the nfl 90 combined points 70 points for the Dolphins. The fourth 70-point game in National Football League history. The fourth team to accomplish that feat. The first in nearly six decades dating back to 1966 when Washington (laughs) pulled it off. And disaster in Denver. We'll get to that in just a moment. DRS positivity in the desert. The Arizona Cardinals are a perfect 3-0 against the spread this year. Their first victory yesterday at home in Glendale booked as a 12.5 point underdog against arguably the best team so far through two weeks in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. The Cardinals were a 12.5 point underdog who were dominant throughout. They were the better team. It wasn't a fluke. wasn't a couple of weird plays. They were the better team against the Cowboys, Donnie, and they won by 12. 28 to 16 and listen I'll put my hand up a little bit I have an alternate win total under three and a half on the Cardinals with some plus money I thought they were going to be the worst team by a pretty good margin without question or doubt DRS and they have been anything but they've been competitive in football games this year they have looked more resilient they have looked more balanced than we expected them to be and they're three and zero against the spread their first outright victory DRS I'll go to my second winner by the way speaking mm-hmm. of dogs Mike Tomlin. When you think about winner, that's what Mike Tomlin is. Year number 17 at the helm now in Pittsburgh. Somehow, someway, the Steelers were a slight road underdog in Las Vegas last night. We shared with you over the weekend. And, of course, dating back to last Monday in Pittsburgh, they were 52-31-5 against the spread as an underdog in 16-plus years with Mike Tomlin. 43 outright victories. Update that mark. 53-31-5 against the spread as an underdog. And more impressively, DRS, 44-45 and straight up in the past 16-plus years in his National Football League career with Mike Tomlin as the head coach in Pittsburgh. That is wildly impressive to have a near 500 record straight up when you're not expected to win the football game outright. That is what Mike Tomlin is. A winner. It might not be pretty. It might not be all that impressive at times. But Mike Tomlin has never lost, frankly, as a head coach, at least never had a losing season during his time in Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, no doubt about it, too. And also catching a lot of disrespect on the Steelers last night. I mean, that line opened up around like that pick em, minus one and went to a minus yeah. three in the favor of the Vegas Raiders. And the Steelers were the better team all night long, including at the end of the game when you need touchdowns and not field goals. I'll go to my second winner of the week. It's the Texans here. We're seeing a lot of this. And I know you had your number one winner of the week, the Cardinals. Same type of wavelength here. A team that's being competitive yeah. when we might not have thought they would be. And also, who's the biggest winner? You take a look at Bryce Young. You take a look at Justin Fields. You take a look at some of the other younger quarterbacks in the NFL. NFL, you really start to feel that mojo on offense for the Houston Texans. And there's no better feeling than picking up wins and saying like, hey, we might have picked the right guy in the draft here to lead our franchise for the next 15 years. Loved what I saw of the Texans yesterday. And yes, they cash tickets. So that certainly helps for me. But wildly impressive to go on the road with your team that was supposed to bounce you out of there and win that division. Houston goes, you know what? We just might be a player in this divisional race after all, Ben. So, DRS, your third winner there is Justin Herbert, the quarterback for the Chargers. Yeah. L.A. gets their first win of the year, 28-24, yeah. and it was Herb throwing the football 50 times for more than 400 yards. What stood out to you most, though, DRS, about Justin Herbert and the Bolts in that first victory of the season? The reason why I made him one of my winners of the week is because he has to overcome the stupidity of his head coach in order yeah. to pick up victories. Yeah. It's not his fault that the defense usually can't shut the door, which they actually did yesterday. But also, you get the call coming in, and I understand offensive linemen and offensive love to stay out there. They want to go for every single fourth down. But nobody would have got upset with Brandon Saley if he punted the football, they got a stop in one, or if he punted the football and they just went right down the field and scored a touchdown. That's what you're supposed to do. You basically gave the football game. Game, back to the Vikings, and they couldn't capitalize. So that's why Herbert is my favorite. He was sensational yesterday and needed to be, despite his head coach. Brandon Staley decided to go for it on fourth and one at his own 24-yard line to ice away the game. I get the idea. You get the first down. More than likely, you never give the football back to Minnesota. But there's things called pros and cons, and Brandon Staley doesn't really understand how to manage a football game. Thankfully, the Chargers' defense stepped up, intercepting Kirk Cousins' first and goal with 12 seconds remaining as he was targeting T.J. Hawkinson. DRS, my final winner, Florida State. We talked about the road victory against Clemson. Yes, the Tigers were at the negative benefit, I guess you could say, of their head coach, Dabo Sweeney, relying on a field goal kicker that wasn't their field goal kicker and was supposed to be a finance bro in New York City. But the Knowles go to Death Valley, which is never an easy place to win. They hand Clemson just their 10th loss since 2009 under Dabo Sweeney at home. Their second in the past five-plus seasons. And now, DRS, Florida State's schedule is relatively easy. Already a win over LSU. Already a win on the road against Clemson their hardest games Syracuse Duke who are both unbeaten by the way and Miami all at home Florida State is a minus 150 favorite DRS to win the ACC they should have a very bright outlook the rest of this year and potentially in the chase for a college football playoff national championship DRS who are some of your losers this weekend yeah, pretty simple. You saw the game yesterday. When you lose 70 to 20, you have to be my top loser of the week. And I'm not even going to say the Broncos because the, the MO coming in with Sean Payton is Super Bowl champion, one of the best of all time, with a quality roster. Yeah. And not only is this compounded just from yesterday, you lose the first two games at home. You should have been 2-0 and heading into Miami. And not only in a game where you're basically saying to yourself, if we lose this, we're probably done for the season. To get beat by 50 in said ball game, that's terrible. Another loser there, the Chicago Bears. After the week they had, and the performance they put out on Sunday afternoon, I don't even have to expound upon this and go over what the issues with the Bears are. You know what they are, Ben? Everything is the issue with the Bears. Everything. And then the New York Jets here, losing led another game to the New England Patriots here. And Zach Wilson is your quarterback, which again, the post-game press conference, Robert Salad just getting peppered, saying, how can you ask your team to go play football when you keep running out Zach Wilson? Those are my three losers. 22 carries, by the way, for Gang Green yesterday as a team for 38 yards. The run game is mm. not helping out the young quarterback in Zach Wilson whatsoever. My three losers, DRS, it starts with the Jacksonville Jaguars, a minus 155 odds mm. on favorite to win the division. They are one and two. They got blown out yesterday by the Texans at home as an eight and a half point favorite. Still the favorites in the AFC South, but it's plus 130. My second loser, 
the Pac-12 as a conference as a whole. This year, there's so much talent in depth. But on the Palouse on Saturday night, DRS, it was the Pac-12 championship for real. Or maybe the Pac-2. Washington State and Oregon State in an absolute dandy. The Kooks hold on to win 38-35. Washington State is one of the best programs in college football, as is Oregon State. The fact the Pac-12 was greedy and is no longer a conference and pushed off TV deals and now is put those two teams out there by themselves they should be ashamed and brian ferentz drs he might be looking for a new job at the end of this year iowa the third worst total offense in the country shut out against penn state more tel next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like building grid scale solar energy in ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the second straight week to end out a week in the National Football League, a doubleheader of Monday Night Football action. Welcome back to a Monday Live right here on the early line. We preview and break down both of the games for these next two segments. DRS, when you circle week number three, in this Monday Night Doubleheader, the first game up in Tampa Bay between the defending NFC champs and the defending NFC South champs, but no longer with Tom Brady, you probably thought, I think Philadelphia is going to be unbeaten, a perfect 2-0 entering this matchup, but the Bucs are probably 0-2, maybe 1-1 at best. No, it's perfect versus perfect tonight, a battle of unbeaten clubs tonight in Tampa. The Buccaneers a perfect 2-0. 2-0 against the spread as well, DRS, covering and winning outright as an underdog week number one, and as a favorite at home week number two. And the Birds, 2-0, 1-0-1 against the spread, depending on where you got your numbers. Donnie Philadelphia, a four-and-a-half point favorite in this matchup. The total right now live in even 45. What's your approach to this first game on Monday Night Football? Yeah, and again, we've played two games for each team, so you know a little bit more about these teams and what you did to start the year. In Tampa Bay, we always knew had some talent there. You just wanted to make sure that Baker Mayfield keeps everything under wraps here, doesn't force the issue, and he hasn't done that, and they're 2-0, and and they're playing good football right now. But also, when you take a look at some of the statistics and how you attack these football teams, right, you take a look at Tampa Bay on defense, 248 yards passing that they give up on defense. The Philadelphia Eagles actually coming in at 326. So you would say to yourself, okay, Tampa Bay, who only averages 2.9 yards per rush on the ground the aerial assault is the way to go I hasten that because you don't have a great offensive line there for Tampa Bay. You have a legitimate defensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles, but also so many people are going to take out of the equation, you know, who have you played here and going up against. Now, granted, the Philadelphia Eagles, should they gave up all those yards in the rain opening day to the New England Patriots, but they did still won that football game. And really it was happened 
due to circumstance, which means you're down double digits to start the game. You got to throw your way back into it. Now, having said that against Minnesota, the Eagles were down three starters in the secondary. Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins got after it, still lost the football game, but put up a lot of yards. So that 326 there, I think, is a little bit of an anomaly. Why? Bradbury's going to be back today and also Blankenship. That's two of those starters. One cornerback, which you have been one of the best quarter, corner, excuse me, cornerback tandems in the NFL. And yeah. then you get your safety duo back intact as well. So I do think that's a little bit different. Also, Ben, let's keep in mind, the last time the Philadelphia Eagles played was on a Thursday night. Now they play on the following yeah. Monday night. They basically got a full bye week put in here to get ready for Tampa Bay. They're going to be healthy tonight. They'll get after it. And also, so many times you take a look at the weather conditions. Earlier in the week, it looks like it might have been a stormy night there in Tampa. That's not the case. Low 80s here, low wind, and no precipitation in the forecast as of right now. I think we get some points tonight in this game, Ben. DRS 45 feels a little bit light, and I'll call this very simply. Yeah. I felt this way about the game. I feel how I feel right now. The Eagles are going to win and cover as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I expect Philadelphia to go on the road tonight to Tampa Bay and win by double digits. I think it's a light line in favor of the Birds. Yes, the Buccaneers are 2-0, and and I'm not going to take anything away from Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, or anything the Bucs have pulled off so far this year. But the Vikings are 0-3, the Bears are 0-3, and a disaster, and those are Tampa's first two opponents. Philadelphia is still 2-0, and but there's some thought DRS. They haven't been all that great so far this year i think the birds come out with a big performance tonight and i think it starts offensively donnie to your point interesting evaluation drs of jalen hurts still an mvp front runner in my estimation but 235 and a half is his passing yards number tonight that might seem a little bit light in the overall context of who hurts is playing for an nfc defending champion and of course one of the front runners this year once again he hasn't even broken 200 yet, DRS, so far this year. 23 of 33 for a buck 70 in that first game in Foxborough. Last week, 18 of 23 for a buck 93 against Minnesota. They focused on the ground. They ran the football more than 40 times for a ton of yardage against Minnesota. But DRS, I think Jalen Hurts has something to say, and I'll take it one step further. I think A.J. Brown sees his fair yeah, share yeah. of targets tonight yeah. as that Bird's passing attack looks to line it up a little bit in Tampa Bay. As you were queuing that up right now, I was at the FanDuel Sportsbook just plugging in some numbers. What is an A.J. Prop, AJ Brown touchdown prop, anytime touchdown score, and also over 67 and a half yards look like? That's a plus 224 listed tonight because the one thing we do know – Whenever you have dominant football players that are unhappy and you want to have that harmonious locker room, look, divas, wide receivers are. And the funny thing about that is Devonta Smith doesn't seem like a diva. It's like, yeah, I'll just get mine where I fit in. No. And he's been really getting his and fitting in early in the season. In a game where the Eagles had a double-digit lead, you have your superstar wide receiver making a ton of money going like, I better get involved or there's going to be issues on the sideline. And there was. Now, the next drive, they yeah. threw to him multiple times and even threw a touchdown pass to A.J. Brown. That was called back, which probably infuriated him even more. We know what happens over this bye week. There are going to be design plays for A.J. Brown like there are every week. But now you're going to say, okay, I got to get this guy a touchdown here. We got to start getting him into the equation. That's not a lot of yards and to ask a touchdown at a plus 140 price. That's not bad either. I agree yeah. completely with your sentiment. A.J. Brown is going to be a focal point tonight on Monday Night Football. DRS, right now, Tua Tungavailoa is the MVP frontrunner. He entered this weekend as a favorite. They put up historic offensive numbers yesterday, of course, at home against the Broncos, plus 350. That is deserved for Tua. Mahomes, of course, plus 440. A big day for him and the Chiefs. Josh Allen and the Bills offensively look so much better than they did week number one. But Jalen Hurts is still there at a 10-to-1 price. In fact, it's $2 shorter, DRS, than it was before the year got underway. And Hurts hasn't thrown for 200 yards yet. I think he tries to stay in that race individually tonight with a big performance on the road in Tampa. But the focus is on A.J. Brown. DRS, frankly, I love it. I love when wide receivers take things so personally like, hey, my team's winning by a ton. We're dominating this other team physically and on the ground, but I need my targets. I need my share. A.J. Brown, week number one, in a sloppy, rainy, weird game in New England, had 10 targets, seven grabs for 79 yards. 
and still wasn't happy week number two when he had four grabs on six targets. Tonight, DRS, the receptions prop is four and a half. The over is so heavily juiced at minus 166. You can't lay that. I'd take every other prop associated with A.J. Brown, and if somewhere, some way, there's an alternate receptions prop, I'd go up to six, seven, or eight. He is going to get his fair share of targets tonight would be my expectation. On the other side, though, Donnie, again, let's give Tampa its credit. A perfect 2-0, and and last week, it was that aerial attack against Chicago. A little bit of extra preparation time for the Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield threw for 317 yards last weekend against Chicago. 171 to Mike Evans, who had a score for the second consecutive game, DRS, to start off this year for the Buccaneers. Yes, and if you're taking a look from that perspective, look, we have the gameplay probably similar here. Do I think the Eagles are going to go and absolutely blow the doors off Tampa? I mean, I hope so as a fan, but that's really not the way it plays out. It's hard to win football games on the road, particularly against teams that are unbeaten through their first two games. But if we are being honest with ourselves in the second half, if you think Tampa's going to be down, they're going to be throwing the football. And I don't think a key pathway to victory tonight is handing the football off tonight for Tampa. You're going to have to pass it to keep up with the Eagles' offense. 226 and a half yards is Baker Mayfield's prop. And also, Mike Evans listed at an honest 56 and a half. If they're losing in the second half, both of those numbers are going to get a bump here. Even though I like the way the Eagles' defense matches up, because I do think that defensive line is going to get pressure, I've liked what I saw to Baker Mayfield. Also, the ability to hit some of those high numbers. You brought it up last week. Look, the Bears aren't a very good defense, but still nice to get that 300-yard passing performance. They're coming in high and mighty tonight. They're going to be excited to play the Philadelphia Eagles as a measuring stick game. And my goodness, if they knock off the Eagles in prime time, maybe the sky is the limit for Tampa yeah. Bay this year I don't think that's going to happen but I still think that you can have a solid night on offense even if you can't run the ball through Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans yeah DRS when you look at the total tonight you mentioned it maybe some points it's going to be a good night good weather conditions yep. in Florida between the Eagles and the Bucks. Philly did allow 28 points against the Vikings last week 20 in a sloppy game against the New England Patriots. Again, I would keep an eye on Philadelphia in the first half, the the best first half scoring team the last two years in the National Football League, and that has remained the case here into 2023. They've also scored first, DRS, in 18 of the last 22 games, dating back to the start of 2022 for Philadelphia. That team total 25 in a hook for the Birds, 20 and a half on the other side for the Buccaneers. DRS, like you, I think we see some offense and some points scored on this Monday night, the first of a doubleheader in Tampa. No doubt about it. And that's right. And look, when the Eagles are involved, points are usually going to follow there. I don't care what your defense is. They're great at every position. Includes tight end, offensive line, quarterback. And now you have DeAndre Swift at tailback, which brings up an interesting conundrum here because these are always the ones where you take a look and say, how do we factor it in? And if you take a look right now, Ben, at the FanDuel Sportsbook, let's find a number here to see what DeAndre Swift has. Oh, They don't actually have him priced right now under the player rushing yards. Only Rashad White and Jalen Hurts are actually showing up. So them like us are looking Mm. at this going like, what can you actually hang? Because DeAndre Swift looked like the best running back since Walter Payton last time I saw him. So how do you appropriately price the guy that was probably in the 30s or 40s last week in rushing and finish with a buck 75? I'm interested to see later in the day what FanDuel does hang as his number bet. Yeah, absolutely so, DRS. There isn't any time TD prop on DeAndre Swift. He finally got that late in the second half against Minnesota last week after the butt push was working very well for Jalen Hurts and the Birds. Hurts, by the way, Two TDs scored last week after not scoring week number one. He had 13 rushing scores in 2022, the second most all-time for a quarterback in a single season. Plus 115 for Hertz, plus 115 for DeAndre Swift. And please keep an eye on that plus 140 price for A.J. Brown. Plenty more around Monday Night Football. The second game, a Super Bowl rematch next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A doubleheader of Monday Night Football action live right here on the early line on a Monday morning. They get you set up for everything you need to know for the second of two games on this Monday night. I am Ben Stevens. Donnie Wright side here, of course, as well. DRS tonight in Cincinnati. It's a Super Bowl 56 rematch between the victors, the L.A. Rams, and a team that has made two consecutive AFC championship games, the Cincinnati Bengals. But DRS, the storyline of tonight, of course, is where does Cincinnati enter? Winless so far, 0-2 in 2023, two consecutive divisional losses, and Joe Burrow, the starting quarterback for Cincinnati, officially listed as questionable for tonight's game. So, Donnie, you see the line right there, only a point and a half in favor of the Bengals against the L.A. Rams. Donnie, tell me straight, is Joe Burrow playing tonight? He's going to play tonight. Here's the interesting part about it. A little bit of a backdrop on this. You know, Jamar Chase was actually taking the microphone after practices saying, look, I'm trying to tell him, don't you play into your 100%, which means I would rather you sit this week and get right. Well, that yep. would be more of, or should I say, less of a quandary. And we said, yeah, man, Bengals look awesome through two weeks here. And that, you know, calf popped up late in the game. All right, sit it for a week or two. So what? We'll end up three and one worst case scenario. You'll come back full 100% and away we go and maybe a chance to win a Super Bowl. But the fact of the matter is that you're 0-2 now on Monday Night Football. And this is a home game. If you lose this, it's probably sayonara on the season. You're not going to be able to get up off of the mat. Now, having said that overall, you're either going to get one of the greatest discounts in a line you're ever going to see tonight, yep. or you're going to fall right into that trap going like, Donnie, you knew better. How did you take the Bengals knowing that the quarterback can't even move in the pocket and how poorly they looked over the first two weeks? But if Joe Burrow shows up and is average in the pocket tonight, they should be able to beat the Rams. This is a home game. You're supposed to win it. And if he was healthy and things were right for the Bengals, we're probably looking at closer to six and a half or seven points. Yes, I understand how good the Rams have played, but we're just talking about a Bengals perspective here. So whether or not you guess right tonight, and the best part about this is, FanDuel Sportsbook, you can watch Joe Burrow manipulate the pocket for the first quarterback. Ooh, he looks really good. Or, man, I'm glad I didn't bet that. I might jump on the Rams at this point. Ben, it's a great question you bring up, which I don't know if we have the answer, yeah. but I know football players always like to tough through injuries in big moments here. They're 0-2. He's playing tonight. It's a big moment. Let's call a spade a spade. We talked about it, DRS, entering weekend number three and that Sunday slate. We focused on the Vikings. We focused on the Chargers. The Broncos wildly disappointing to begin this year as well. And we said it. If you start 0-3, which had happened previous to this year, 99 different times since 2000 in the National Football League, you're not making the playoffs. Because those 99 teams, the RS, that started 0-3 dating back to 2000, only one of them made the postseason. And the Bengals started 0-2 a year ago, losing outright as a touchdown or more favorite in each of their first two weeks. So maybe they're sitting there in Cincinnati DRS at this moment and saying, hey, we've been here before. We made it all the way back to the AFC Championship game last year. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But if they start winless 0-3, and part of that is because Joe Burrow is not out there this evening, it's going to be a very difficult pill to swallow, in my estimation, in Cincinnati. And Joe was paid a ton of money 
on the NFL's opening night. A five-year deal, $275 million, the richest man in the history of the National Football League. 82 yards week number one, 222 as the offense finally started getting going, DRS, last week for the Bengals against the Ravens, but only two touchdown passes to an interception all year long we'll have dr david chow on a little bit later on drs in our number three and i think that's going to be the question not only if joe burrow is going to play but if he does in fact play how effective is he going to be with that right calf sprain that at this moment drs has seemed to hinder his ability a little bit so far in 2023 yeah, and you take a look at that, too. Me being a left-hander, you know, that would be my front foot, which maybe you could say, okay, that's just the put the, the you know landing spot. But if you're a right-handed quarterback, you're pushing off on that calf. That really is going to hurt, and it can flare up at any time. As we know with these soft tissue injuries, the hardest thing for a professional athlete to realize is you can't really fight through it because you can make it worse. Yeah. It's not a banged-up shoulder or, hey, I got hit on the elbow last week. You can recover from that and manage the pain. It's not so much about managing the pain. It's functionality in the pocket. And if you do look at the FanDuel Sportsbook, they don't know either. They don't have any props up for Joe Burrow or even the receivers no. here to try to get down on because until you know if Joe Burrow is ready to go, we don't know what that's going to be. Now, granted, as I said, I would be really surprised if he doesn't play a game tonight, yeah. which then would probably lead into the Rams maybe even being a favorite at this point. But you're going to know right away if Joe Burrow is active, healthy, and playing and manipulating the pocket, or if it's like, man, they're just bringing the heat after him left and right, and here comes Aaron Donald up the, up the middle, lifting up guards and Oof. placing them in the lap of Joe Burrow. It's going to be interesting to watch right up the bat, Ben. Donnie, I think it's a great point from the side perspective and because there's not many props out for Cincy at the moment to wait in game to see how this is going to go or at least after you get confirmation that Joe Burrow is playing. And then, as DRS would say, I'd take a minute to see how Joey B looks and how effective he can be because there is an issue with that right calf. It might not be enough to sideline him in this pivotal yeah. Super Bowl 56 rematch, but it might be enough to affect the way he plays quarterback tonight against this Rams team. And Donnie, it's a big one for the Bengals. They entered the year with the third best price to win the AFC. That has moved back and nearly doubled, plus 550 before the year, 10 to 1 now. They were the favorites to win the AFC North for a third consecutive season third is where they sit plus 460 that third best number so donnie it will be interesting to see what cincinnati brings out there this evening on the other side of this equation the rams donnie entered the year with a win total of six and a half and the under had the juice i did not think by the time we reached the super bowl 56 rematch week number three on a monday night to end out the weekend that I would say the Rams are in a better spot than the Cincinnati Bengals. But that's where L.A. enters this evening. One outright week, number one on the road in Seattle. A huge second half over the Seahawks. A perfect 1-0 and start. They did lose last week against the 49ers in a competitive football game until the very late portion of the fourth quarter. And thanks to a late field goal that Sean McVay decided to kick, the Rams pushed as a 7-point underdog here they are drs once again as a slight dog we don't know what's going to happen quarterback wise for cincinnati we do know matthew stafford is out there and even without cooper cup his relationship with puka nakua has been prolific to start this year Yes, it has. And also, you're taking a look at that total. Also, that can be manipulated here. 43 and a half. It looks like we're not going to really have any rainy conditions tonight in Cincinnati, which brings up the next point here. If you are getting a Joe Burrow that can function in the pocket and a Matthew Stafford on the opposite side, that probably would be a bargain at 43 and a half. And even if you're looking at some other props here from the Rams' perspective at running back, Kyron Williams gives them the ability to run off Cam Akers and say, hey, we got our franchise guy now in the backfield. The anytime touchdown market here obviously is going to be plus money. It's actually plus 100 now here as that continues to get lower and lower. And I agree with that here. His rushing prop tonight, 59 and a half. Also, if we think it's going to be a lower scoring game and you find out that, you know, working in the pocket there for Joe Burrow, you're going to get those sideline reports to begin the game. Like, hey, you know, back to you guys. And we want him to practice this week. He's got a sleeve on his calf. Be careful outside of his running. He's taught to throw the football away. Then you're going to know something's up right away in this game. So maybe more of a ground game. If you look mixing on the side here for the Bengals and maybe Kyron Williams on the opposite side but my goodness 
it's hard to go yeah. under 43 because there's so much talent on that side for Cincinnati that even if Burrow can just stay upright in the pocket, his arm isn't damaged, and they got weapons for days. Certainly so. And DRS, when I think offensively for L.A. right now, that 247.5 for Matthew Stafford feels a little bit light. Stafford has attempted 38 passes week number one, 50 last week against San Francisco. He has thrown for at least 307 yards in both of the two games so far for Los Angeles. Now, the Bengals have played two quarterbacks on Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson who haven't had the most prolific days passing, but 247 and a half feels a little bit light even if the Rams are in front because Joe Burrow is not out there and Jake Browning is by the way that's the Bengals backup who has attempted one career NFL pass so it's not exactly bright if it's not going to be Joe Burrow tonight the Rams are going to throw the football they're going to throw the football because I don't know if Kyron Williams is their guy just yet and they just traded Cam Akers this past week they are going to be a pass heavy team I think you might be getting a discount on Matthew Stafford I know you're getting a discount on Puka Nakua. 66 and a half. The receiving yards number for Nakua entering tonight. And Donnie, you see the history he has made, the young rookie wideout out of BYU in his first two NFL career games. 10 grabs, 119 yards week number one. 15 grabs, 147 yards week number two. He has now set the all-time record for the most catches in his first two NFL games Donnie he is the only rookie wide receiver in the history of the NFL in his first two career games to have at least 10 grabs and at least 100 yards in both of those first two 66 and a half is light I still think you're getting a discount on the Nakua numbers yeah, and also, you go back to the beginning of the season, or should I say before the season even started, you had the podcast out there with Kelly Stafford, the wife of Matthew Stafford, going like, yeah. man, he goes in that locker room, and he just can't connect with any one of those young players here. Could have fooled me. It's the exact opposite. He's connected with every young yeah. player, including Puka Nakua here. 66 and a half is a nice number, because if we equate that to the Philadelphia Eagles, I think A.J. Brown, as we said, was like 67 and a half yards. That shows you the respect that Nakua is getting right off the gate. But also, look, we see see more tape here and eventually teams are going to be able to settle in but if we're looking at half the production is going to catch this ticket which is amazing from what we've seen over the first two weeks here I do think Matthew Stafford and that Sean McVay offense is going to be able to move the football the only question I would be is I would like them even more if you saw Joe Burrow being active in the pocket and being able to deliver because that'll send it over to the sideline for McVay like hook we can't just slow this game down and say Burrow is injured. Yeah. Let's run the football. They might have to get after it on offense. So a lot of things are up in the air, possibly, until we see that first quarter. And I think that's why the numbers are a little bit discounted and slightly weird for Matthew yeah. Stafford and Puka Nakua, at least based on the small sample size that we have. Week number two, I'll just say this. I think DRS, he's not quite Cooper Cup just yet. And Cooper is going to be back after week number four but there are reports and some great stories around the film room sessions that Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup have each and every week the Puka Nakua has now joined because of his desire to learn and to be a key cog in this offense not only 10 grabs week number one in his rookie debut 15 targets not only 15 catches last week 20 targets for Nakua against San Francisco. Donnie, it's like what we saw in 2021 on the Rams' way to winning a Super Bowl. They just fed Cooper Cup. There was nothing you could do to stop it. The numbers even in the high 90s felt like a discount on Cooper Cup because you know he was going to see the football about 12 to 15 times a game or at least Stafford would look over to his side of the field. I still think that is the case for Puka Nakua. A ton of target share, at least 8 to 10, which should lead to over 66 and a half for him tonight against the Cincinnati Bengals. So much to get into, though, from a prop perspective with so much unknown on the other side for Cincinnati. Again, if Joe Burrow cannot go tonight, it's going to be Jake Browning, who has one career passing attempt in his National Football League career, and that would not bode well for a Bengals team trying not to start off a year 0-3. We'll talk about this doubleheader of Monday Night Football action up next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the second straight week, to end out week number three of the National Football League regular season, a doubleheader of Monday Night Football. Who's going to win? We hear from you in just a moment. But first, as we end out hour number two, live right here on this Monday on the early line, we remind you that you need to pay attention to the new Sports Grid app. The new Spiz Grids app available for download at both the Apple and the Play Store. Scan the QR code on your screen in a matter of moments. You get all of our information and insight in the palm of your hand. All right, he is DRS, Donnie Wrightside. I am Ben Stevens, but we love hearing from the public to inform our decisions on what is going to happen in any individual day around the sports landscape. We do that now and fade the public. So, Donnie, for a second consecutive week, two games on Monday night football. It's the Buccaneers and the Eagles, a battle of unbeatens in Tampa Bay, and a Super Bowl 56 rematch between the Bengals and the Rams. So, who's going to win? Just make it a two-leg money line parlay, DRS. And most of the public saying the Eagles and the Rams. L.A. still technically a point-and-a-half underdog on the road in Cincinnati, but big questions around Joe Burrow. 53% DRS of the fade the public poll saying Philadelphia and L.A., the two road teams, pick up a dub tonight. Yeah, I'm going to fade the public in this one here. You take a look at the Eagles and the Rams at that plus 198 price coming in with 53% of the votes here. The Eagles and the Bengals plus 157 coming in at 28% of the vote. That's where I went with my vote here. But good to see the contrarian audience out there this morning with the Bucks and the Rams at a plus 503 catching about 13% of the vote today. It's going to be a tough one. We'll see how it winds up at the end of the day because some of these votes might come in late if the Bengals are assured that Joe Burrow is going to be quarterback. Certainly so, DRS. I think the Rams backers are thinking that at this moment. But like you, I go Eagles, Bengals, backs against the wall for Cincinnati. Cannot start 0-3. I think Joey B is out there, and I think Philadelphia cruises. We'll continue to preview Monday Night Football when Hour 3 starts in 55 seconds. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.